back to Insurance Happy Hour. This is Laird. And I'm Becky. And I sound like a frog. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> um, I actually have an update on the past episode. You have an update. I do. Episode 45, I think it was. I can't count that high. Uh, also known as the Fritos episode. Okay. I was actually thinking about that on the way in today. Yes. So yeah. if you have not listened to that episode, please go back and listen to it because it was, it was a fun episode to record. Um, for those who either didn't hear it or don't remember. This is, we had a very generous listener who gifted us with some Fritos spicy jalapeno chips to taste test. And the spicy jalapeno dip. Mm, yeah. And the cheese. And the cheese, yes. Well, spicy jalapeno Fritos now come in scoops. Oh, man. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> you, you can go extra, extra heavy on that. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. Those things are so good. I found this out because I was grocery shopping. And I was planning to make chili this week because it got cold mm-hmm. here. And chili is one of my favorite things when it gets cold. And I always like Fritos with my chili. And I was walking down the aisle and I was like, oh, spicy jalapeno. I haven't had that since we recorded that episode, really. That that sounds good. And I grabbed the bag, not really looking at it. And then the next night when I made the chili, I went. I was like, I'm going to put the spicy jalapenos, Fritos, in my chili. Right? Yeah. And I opened the bag. I'm like, Oh, it's scoops. <laughs> <laughs> it's even better. It's I mean, even better. We talked about it on that episode of actually. You actually said it should come in scoops form. I'm like, Frito Lay is listening. Then we got Frito Lay as a listener. <laughs> yes. So I was really excited. And I've been waiting all week to share that with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I wanted, I wanted to talk about it on this podcast since we had that episode. What else you got? I also wanted to talk about the Disney Plus launch this week. Okay. Did you watch this at all? Um, I, I saw that. Uh, well, I was a charter member, so I, I have a Disney Plus account. Well, yeah. And uh, but no, I, I I signed in. I used. I I started watching a movie for a half a second, and, and it crashed. Or no, 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 it just worked. But it, okay. yeah, I heard it was horrible. Yeah, they 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 had some hiccups. I think with um, the millions of people that were trying to log in and sign up and mm-hmm. and all of that, and there was a lot of. Um, news and people going on Twitter and complaining about it. Um, and for one, I mean, I think that was expected, right? You have yeah. a huge brand like that launching a streaming service. There's going to be hiccups. And, but the other thing there was, a, I saw some talk about, it, you know, it should be perfect. And I'm like, why should it be perfect? Because it's Disney and why can't they make mistakes? Everybody makes mistakes. But in the end, I don't think, the hiccups they had during this launch is going to affect them at all. No, not at all. And, you know, people have to realize they launched Netflix overnight. Netflix had years to build up and to, and to ramp and all that. Right. They went from zero to Netflix overnight. No, well, they're not, they don't have as many subscribers as Netflix, but do you know how many subscribers they do have? Oh. Uh, In their first week. Right? Four and a half million. Ten. Oh. Yeah, see, ten but, million. That is more subscribers than HBO Now, CBS All Access, and Showtime, ESPN Plus, and a few other uh, uh, services have had their entire existence. I know, it, but but the the where I was saying with whole Netflix is that those ten million people logged in and they said, "Hey, I'm." God, this my voice is killing me. You're <laughs> hearing my voice in the in the headphones is destroying me right now. Um, they they went from zero, to, and, and you know that a lot of people logged in to watch Bambi. You know, maybe not Bambi. Uh, you know what I mean, but Star Wars. St- 
but Marvel. no, think about it. It's um, the classic Disney movies haven't always been on streaming. Right. And so now you have the whole catalog and people that are like, hey, I want my kid to watch Beauty and, or, you know, Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty. Boom. Yeah. You know. Now, I, I think that, you know, from overall, I, I felt it went well. What they could have done is they could have actually staggered a launch. They could say, hey, you know, we have the first week are the people who signed up early. The second week is this. And then they it would have done them better because they also could build – um they, they could build kind of like the, a fervor pitch of yeah. people going, hey, um, the, I, I'm excited. Create, create some excitement by delaying gratification. Yeah. Where So – the the issue from what I was reading is not not the streaming infrastructure itself as much as it was the authentication of users as they tried to log in. Oh, okay. Well, then you just limit the number there. So yeah, um, but I think their biggest misstep was not being prepared for the calls and having people on hold for an hour or never having their oh. call picked up. I didn't know Netflix or any of those corporations actually had numbers you could call. This isn't Netflix. It's Disney. I know, but I'm just surprised that Disney would even have a call-in number for it. Yeah. But then but then also their, their response of pe- too many people trying to access the service. I think it's that it – w- it was kind of a shitty excuse. Like, yeah. You, you, you should have expected that, and I, I mean everybody expected it's that. It's just hard to load test that. But yes, you should, you should have expected that there's going to be a lot of sign-ups, a lot of that, and – it's Disney, but you know, in the people, end, it's not going to affect them. In the end, it doesn't even matter. No. So, um, no, it's uh, it would have complete. Because no one will care. Parents, either people who are Disney fans or Marvel fans or Star Wars fans, are going to have it. People, par- people who have kids who have cut cable are going to have it because all of the Netflix content, not the Netflix, yeah, the Netflix content that Disney owns, will be pulling off Netflix as those contracts come up. And the only place to get it will be Disney Plus. So it is not going to affect their subscriber base. Not at all. Like, this is a blip. No one will know. And people need to stop, like, getting all butthurt about stuff like this. I couldn't log in. Shut up. I was all prepared to wait a few days. Like, I was, I was, I was planning to just let the launch happen. Wait, my kids didn't know it was coming. Oh. They had no idea. So what, I didn't feel the need to log in that first day. (laughs) I was good. My husband managed to do it and made it work. So I was like, okay, that's cool. But I, I was not going to make that effort for at least three or four days. Yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to talk about that because I think Disney's brand affinity gets them forgiven for mistakes like this, where other companies who don't have that kind of affinity, <laughs> if they had this kind of mistake, it would be much more detrimental. Uh, but because yeah. Disney is Disney. Yeah. Disney gets away with murder. I mean, they, they, you know, that little hidden lagoon that they have at uh, Disney World, the yeah. one that used to be like Adventure Island and it's completely closed off now. Mm-hmm. People go sneak over there. There's dead bodies over there. That's where they, that's where they, oh crap. Now it's libel. Now, you know, Disney, <laughs> all of a sudden Mickey Mouse is going to come walking in here. Oh, I can't do it my voice. I can't do my, la- <laughs> I can't do my ho ho Mickey voice. I was on a ride at Epcot and uh, they, Mickey was introducing it and he he keeps doing that. Um, I can't do it because my voice and I was doing it online. I was annoying everybody because every single time he came on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh goodness. Oh man. My, my voice has uh, just progressively gotten worse all, all week. Yeah. Like I I went to the, he went outside like me, 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 (laughs) me. 
fossil, fossil latino. Who was, who was the, that frog? Was it Warner Brothers frog? Uh, hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my rat doll. Anyway, I remember. Yeah. I just had this memory. The dancing just, frog. Yeah. 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 No, and then, you know, what's crazy is, like, I can't do my Kermit the Frog voice when this is going on either. It just comes out as a squeak because all of it. Oh, man. But, yeah. Sound like Barry White. You need some R&R. Mm-hmm. Coming up soon to this weekend. Um, tomorrow. Tonight. Yes, tonight. It is Friday, isn't it? I Last I checked. Yeah. Awesome. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Actually, uh, we have our Thanksgiving luncheon today. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, we're recording this prior to the luncheon. So there's no drinking on this episode. I mean, I might have clue in my coffee. You don't know. Well, I'm drinking straight from a Coke Zero can at this point. You should be drinking orange juice. I, sh- <laughs> I, shouldn't, I should be drinking a whole bottle of Benadryl so that I go home and go to bed. Yeah. But it, this is all allergies. Like it's it's just drainage and allergies. I'm not. I don't feel bad. No fever. No. You know. No nothing. And that's how I was last week. Yeah. That, I mean, you're the way you sound today is how I sounded last. That's week. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I it, it, and I don't sound like me. Yeah. At all. And earlier, I I was just I hadn't talked for like two hours, and I picked up the phone, and I called someone, and it was like. <laughs> Like standing up in the, after you've been sitting in a movie theater for two and a half hours, yeah. your knees are like yeah. creaky. Yeah. Mine get that way anyway. I'm getting old. Oh, well, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. All right. So you you found something for this week. I actually. did, but I haven't even looked at it. So Oh, you haven't? Know, you so just I'll, sent it to me. It would- yeah. So I, I sourced it, and I thought you would get the, a great input on it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I definitely think it's interesting. So do you want to talk about the broad of where it is and what it is and where it came from. Yeah. Um, we, we, we met with uh, clear assurance and we talked about clear assurance on the, on the call. And really we're just trying to find ways that they really, where I see some of their best value of what they're bringing to the industry is social proof mm. is having carriers, having being independently reviewed. So this is like a Yelp or a Google reviews for the carriers mm-hmm. that is specific. Again, this is an industry that needs specificity is that it, you have to ask insurance related questions. How are claims? You know, you don't have claims at, you know, the restaurant down the road. Right. So they ask more specific pointed questions that really direct the, insurance review process mm-hmm. and they have ways that that feedback can get back to the carriers and the agencies. And it's a really cool idea. But when they were talking, they were talking about something that we had brought up previously on this show about kind of like brand loyalty. Mm-hmm. And they said that people don't have brand loyalty at all. They just flat out said that. And clear assurance said that clear assurance based upon some of the things that they found in this article mm. or this, 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 um, survey that they did. And we, we often talk about it that consumers these days are driven off of price mm-hmm. because they, what they did is they created a fake company. What was the fake company? Go us. Go us. That's right. They created, so you did look at it. Yeah. yeah something like that. And, um, you know, it was real BS that you call me out on that. <laughs> now, now that everybody knows the 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 other side, you got to keep up your nickname, your uh, local lying laird. Local lying laird. <laughs> I, I act like I don't know something, but I probably do. <laughs> God, my voice is so <laughs> funny right now. 
Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, they put, uh, go us right next to other options such as progressive or, you know, other name brands. And again, price drove the decision. And that's, that's the problem. Uh, and, not and, necessarily price. Uh, I mean, price was part of it, but yeah, um, I was going to let you follow up on that part. Yeah. So what they did is, is they surveyed consumers about, um, you know, which company they would request a quote from and then what they felt their level of confidence was in each company. And they showed ratings. So they had three groups. They had one group that had, they didn't see any ratings for these carriers. One group saw the rating, but not the number of reviews. And the third group saw the rating and the number of reviews. Um, so they had four popular brands, Geico, Progressive, State Farm, and Liberty Mutual, four lesser-known brands, Erie, Amica, Shelter, and Root, and a fake company, Go US. Go US. So what it found, their first key finding, is that positive ratings significantly increase the likelihood that lesser-known brands are selected for a quote. Correct. Social proof. Exactly. Um, and dramatically, right? Like, uh, Amica went from 14% in the control group to 28%. Yeah. Uh, root from root went, went from 4% to 34%. Correct. So th- that's a huge, that, that, that is a huge bump and it helps those, le- you know, that social group helps lesser known brands right. that don't do national advertising. Right. So, and it's even more significant when, is your phone on again? It is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. I'm going to have to like take your phone from you. I know. I turned off my other one. That's good. Um, It's even more pronounced when people had not heard of the company or had no opinion of them at all. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's very significant showing that social proof has an impact. And here's the interesting part on the well-known brands. Yeah. The ratings had the opposite effect. Positive ratings had an opposite effect. So I'll explain this. Please explain. All of the ratings. Oh crap! I have my phone on my computer. Um, all of the ratings were three point seven five or higher. Okay. Uh, so you're, and I, I'm assuming these are the actual ratings from their website, except for the fake company. So Geico was four point oh five, Progressive three point nine five, State Farm three point nine nine, and Liberty Mutual three point seven five. Interestingly, all of the lesser known brands were over four point two five. Yeah. So. Um, that may have affected it, the fact that their ratings were lower than the lesser-known brands. But mm-hmm. it's certainly their brand recognition combined with the social proof. The, the, the brand recognition didn't overcome the social proof Yeah, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I, I talked to a lot of carriers who, who sit there and they, they tout their brand. And they're like, ins- agent, or, you know, consumers don't know who their insurance is or care. They just know the commercial. Yeah. And, oh, I've, I've got to call State Farm or whatever. Correct. So – Speaking of, they're, they in group one, the control group that didn't see any of the ratings, 68% said they would request a quote from State Farm. That dropped to 48% because, people, because yeah, of the rating. Yeah, ratings ratings drive that. And, and I think that ratings are always good. Um, you, you know, uh, one of the things we were talking about is that some carriers, they whenever they have a rating, they have a rotating banner on their website. They're like, hey, this is our, our current ratings on ClearSurance, you right. know, that, that, the Yelp effect. And a lot of them will say only display over the four, you know, four ratings. Right. One of their carriers that won't name names, um, shows them all. 
Good, bad, ugly. And I think that, that's awesome. I love it. We we do this on our testimonials page mm. is that the good, the bad, the ugly. We don't curate our testimonials at all. Yep. They are what they are. If there's a bad one, there's a bad one. Because it's not always how you handle yourself with the good customers. It's how you handle the bad customers. Right. That's why you should always respond to a negative review. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's – even if they already had an impression of that carrier, of the the, pop, the well-known carriers, they they still saw a significant drop in how many people would get a quote. So Progressive was in the control group was seventy one point seven percent, dropped to forty seven point five based on the rating. Even really? though people had a favorable impression before they saw the before, they, so yeah, the social proof really does make up that it makes a huge difference. Correct, and you know the. The, the worst part that, that I think ClearSurance needs to overcome is people often only want to leave a review when they're complaining. That's why you always see a whole bunch of negative reviews. And if mm-hmm. you go look up an insurance uh, carrier or an MGA on Google, I assure you they're always going to have a one-star rating yeah. because it, it has nothing. They could be the best company in the world, but they mess up one claim and that guy's filling out the form going, well, like they when suck. You, when you – Ask your customers to survey you. You're always going to get this extremes. Correct. You don't get the middle yeah. because they don't care enough to take the time to fill it out. You're going to get the people who are your raving fans. are going to get people who despise you. Yeah. Well, I, I usually fill out a lot of times very in the middle. Like I answer it's kind of like the middle responses mm-hmm. because I just don't want to commit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get that. I get that. Like I'm, I'm always pretty harsh when I do surveys, but I also do a lot of surveys. I think just because of the nature of my job, I, you know, when someone asks me to give feedback, I'm going to give them feedback because I want my customers to give us feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I always try well, to do that the, and for the same. I, you know, I, I think that the, the surveys need to be changed because yeah. you got satisfied, very satisfied, you, you know, all these things. But in the end, I'm, pl- I'm having fun with my voice now. Like, we're. <laughs> 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 I'm going to turn this into the hillbilly hour. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so um, what they should do is they should start from the middle. Yeah. My expectation, as expected. Yeah. Kind of like our review process here at uh, ITC. We have a, a five, five grading, right? Mm-hmm. You have the – it's one through five, and three is – you're doing your job. You know, very little ins- oversight needed. Yeah. You, you, there's, there's not much that you have to do. Right. And then, then you go up and down the streams. Um, they, whenever someone, like, if they're one step above expectation, that'd be, you know, one step up. And that's more like, um, you know what really does their job, but really stepped out, like figured something out. Yep. And solved a problem that had been happening for a while because the baseline is you're doing your job. And then, you know, the top one, the, the, the very top one, that's like, okay, I'm getting your picture printed on a poster size picture and we're going to hang it up in the break room with what you did, who you are and all of that. All of that is going to be, um, that's, that's the top tier. Mm. And then, you know, going down, I won't bring that up because we want everybody to excel, but you know, those surveys should really start from the middle Yeah. and Hey, as expected, 
or wow, they went above and beyond. I would never have expected an insurance agency or carrier to ever do this. Yeah. So the second key finding was positive ratings significantly increased the consumer confidence in the lesser known brands. I kind of feel like we talked about that. I don't know how this is different. Oh, just the confidence, not the not the requesting the quote, but they just they they would feel more confident in the company. Double digit increase. Gotcha. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the popular brands saw a, a negative effect, not as drastically on the requesting a quote, but. Still, yeah, and statistically significant. I, I can see a bit of that. That is also, you know, people have such a high opinion because oh, they're able to advertise and all this type of stuff. And then whenever they see a not as great rating, they're like, well, you know, maybe they're overcoming that. Yeah, and it's it's true. Yeah. Third key finding: the higher the number of reviews, the greater the level of confidence someone has in the insurance com- company. So if they have just fifty reviews. And it's 3.9, you know, not as much significant confidence in the company. But if it's 1,500 reviews mm-hmm. and it's 3.9, okay, I'm going to be more confident because the average is going to be higher Ag- on that. Aggregation is where the, the power comes. Right. Is that the more reviews you have, the better response. Right. Yep. Yeah, that, that's an easy one, of course. More people reviewing, you, you have more faith in that, that response. Exactly. And then the, I think, is this the last key? Yes. The last key finding, younger and higher educated individuals give the most consideration to ratings and reviews. That's an interesting. Do they have any details on that? Uh, So by age, 25 to 34, 69.4% give the highest consideration to ratings and reviews. For our age group, 57.1%. That's 35 to 44, by the way. For 45 to 54, 49.3%, and 55 to 64, 34.5 gave high consideration. Wow. That, that's almost like they're they're stuck in their ways. Yeah. That they've just, well, I know best. I mean, if, if you combine high and moderate together, the 25 to 34 is over 90%. Uh, the 35 to 44 is over 80. 45 to 54 is about the same maybe a few point percentage points smaller mm-hmm. and then 55 to 64 is or like less than 80, 70 something percent. Oh. No, I know best. Yeah. I don't know. But then, uh, your, your education is like, you know, those who have four year, four year degrees or postgraduate degrees is, um, about 80, 88 to 90% give, moderate to high consideration yeah I, I i don't like that being used as a metric uh, it's just a way to slice and dice the data i know but you know one of the things that i've always maintained is that i feel that having if you have a job description that says you must have a bachelor or a master's degree or something like that um you, you know you wouldn't hire bill gates you wouldn't hire um you know, um, well, Bill Gates didn't get hired. He built his own company. I know, but what's what's his name? Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, uh, he, we know the other guy, the Apple guy. Uh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Yes, they went on and built their own companies, but they those there are other people who don't have degrees that didn't go off and build their own companies, and a degree is often a indicator of opportunity, not a degree of actual intelligence. I agree. 
is that I don't if think someone couldn't afford for everybody. I know, but if someone couldn't afford college, right. would you, you know, if the world's smartest person ever lived was went to a community college and excelled there and did really good, but then they put, you know, the Quad C or Dallas Community College uh, you know, a uh, degree on their wall and then they turn around and then someone's got a degree from some hoity-toity Harvard, Yale, or whatever. That smartest person in the world is going to be looked down on because they didn't have the opportunity to go there. You know, and, and a lot of times it's like, yeah, you might be super smart. You might get a full ride at Harvard, but maybe your opportunity isn't because you have to take care of your, you know, your ailing family. Right. So I, I always really detest using that. And I don't like that insurance carriers are actually including that in rating algorithms now. It's like, it, it, it's just like credit score. It's not an indication of the actual risk. Yeah. So on that one. <laughs> oh. <coughs> so dear listeners, what did you think of ratings and reviews? Do you think the social proof has that impact on your business um, or the industry in general? Hit us up on Twitter. I am Becky L. Schroeder. Laird is L. Rick's Ford. You can tweet using the hashtag insurance happy hour. Yeah. Well, I did have another thing. It was almost oh. ties exactly into this, though. Oh, okay. Okay. I was jumping the gun. Yes, Pardon you were. Me. I'll, 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 I, I will not cut that and put that in the right order. We'll just let it be a, a, you know, a natural happy mistake. Okay. Um, Chris Beeler, uh, one of our listeners. Oh, this yes. Wanted. Um, I tweeted something, mm-hmm. and he, I, I bet you it's nothing original, but. Um, you've heard of this um, boomer millennial fight going on right now, right? Mm, yeah. The, 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 and also, well, apparently, Gen X is not left out of it either now. Oh, yeah, because we, we just had that little side eye of like, mm. <coughs> sorry. You're good. Um, is uh, we have these boomers are yelling at millennials and now there's this thing. It's like, okay, boomer, you know, like, yeah. oh, okay, old fart, you know? Yep. Um, and then, Oh, you you get off my lawn. You, you don't know. You dumb kids don't know anything. Sounds like old man winters from uh Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. would be fine if it wasn't for these meddling kids. <laughs> um, well, it's more like Cary Grant. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, they have this whole thing going back and forth. And like I, what I tweeted was, um, I didn't know about this boomer millennial fight going on. I was just too busy working. <laughs> typical Gen X. Yeah. And typical Gen X. And it's just like, okay, well, I'm just going to shut up and, and listen. So what's the new, how did Gen X get pulled into this? Because we were opening our mouths saying, you guys, you've got the, it, 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 here's the thing you got the boomers and millennials and bloomers bloomers players <laughs> boy i've had i've had some age to my ears today <laughs> um boomers and millennials i almost think that they're the same cloth the boomers were the original like you know social justice warriors right they were the they were the the hippies. They were the ones that you know started a whole bunch of revolutions and all that. And millennials are like they they talk about being social justice warriors. And I'm like, boomers started that. You know, shut up. You know, you're 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 like sitting there just talking about yourself. And then I think about it. I'm like, well, that's that's today's modern thing. Is that it? Just I need something to complain about. We totally agree, but I still want to argue about it. Yeah, I think it, I think it's total bullshit. It is. And it drives me nuts. Like, 
you know, we have these gross generalizations and then people take offense to it because it, it doesn't apply to them. And I'm like, it's a generalization. Yeah. It is not used specifically. It is a generalization. But even it's just who who gives a shit? I don't. Um, yeah. And, you know, a lot of these millennials are going to become the richest generation ever. They are going to have the highest wealth transferred to them. And so it, it makes me not get into politics. But, you know, a lot of the candidates currently are talking about a wealth tax. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't believe in it because it's a slippery, slippery slope. Slippery. Slippity, slippity, slide. <laughs> slide, slide, slippity, slide. Is um, you it at one point it could be all the way down to we're just taxing your bank account yeah. and, and that could be dangerous. But all these millennials are like, yeah, 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 we want to do it. They don't realize that they it's are going, they're going to get some of the highest wealth transferred to them of any generation in the world in history of time yeah. is, you know, the boomers, they have the most money. You know what? most money because they saved they mm-hmm. you know people sit there and say well all my rent payments well my mortgage payment was high you know but i worked i worked to it's get not, rid- it's not what you earn it's what you save correct and eventually you pay off your house and all that jazz and all that yeah okay i know i it, it drives me nuts because the article i saw yesterday and i'm not going to link to it because i think it was a piece of crap journalism um talked about pulling Gen X into it and it was total inflammatory and one-sided and just continuing to flame the ire that people feel when they're feeling attacked by a group of people. Did the Atlantic write it? No. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a piece of crap, Mag. I, 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 every article that I start to get pissed off, I scroll back up. Oh, it's the Atlantic. Never mind. <laughs> Why do you have to scroll? It's in the URL bar. Oh, no, because I use um, uh, Feedly okay. and AMP and all that. So gotcha. I got to figure out who it is. All right. Um, well, if uh, you have any comments on Gen Xers and Millennials and uh, Baby Boomers. Don't and, at me. And, and yeah, let, don't – you you do that you you do you you you, you just don't, don't yeah. at me about that yeah you just uh, leave that one off um, except for I went ahead and just waited in with my tweet but hey you know what I, I was you had whatever. to show you were Gen X and you did I did <laughs> I'm, I'm in here squarely in the middle you know. typically cynical skeptical and ignoring of everybody else hey I love it <laughs> you you just described my dream job okay <laughs> where can I sign up. <clears throat> All right. Well, if uh, you haven't already, please subscribe with your favorite uh, podcast app. And uh, we look forward to uh, talking next week with hopefully my voice is not like this. So if we recorded two episodes today and did one next week, people were like, oh, you you did it. Like people are going to be expecting my voice to be better. Yeah. Because I sound like Barry White. All right. Well, it's been a fun episode. And as always, thanks for listening.
Hey, baby. You're listening to the docile sounds of insurance happy hour. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Can't do this. Um. <laughs> no. No. Why not? No. no. Just now. No. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. No. Not even a bit. Mm-mm. It's like Keith Sweat. <laughs> Was it Keith Sweat? Was that his name? You remember that guy from the 90s? Was uh-uh. it the 90s? Oh, no. They have a deep voice. Mm, yeah. Rattle the speakers. Yeah. And create some vibrations. Smooth vibrations. Listening to <laughs> Jazz 404. <laughs> <No>. Stop it. <laughs> I can't do that. No, you can't. You can't. No. no. What am I supposed to do with that? I, I don't know. Like, like, how do I respond to that? That's exactly why I opened the episode that way. 